Hiya, I'm Alan. And I'm Richard. Welcome to the Mind Food Podcast. For all your hungry brains, come gorge in our delicious homemade recipes of enlightenment. It's basically a podcast about mental health. We're a bit daft. I'm singing a song because it's like one of the microphones that people sing songs from. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. We've been furloughed for four yeah. months. We decided to furlough ourselves. Uh, we didn't get paid because we don't even get paid for this. So so we can't even claim on the government, can we? Tried. Should we mm. have a go? We could try and see if Boris would see, you know, see kindly put, and put on his, help us. Put on his Twitter feed that we are in a very small podcast from your house and we want paying from him it, but it makes absolutely no money um, but is there a way that you could still pay us thank you very much Boris <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're going to do today is just talk a little bit about um, what we're going to do with the podcast um, what it's going to look like some things that are up and coming um, and just kind of have a bit of a I think it's good to maybe reflect yeah, should last... this podcast be a, a, a reflection of the last three months of life looking totally different? What have we learned? So what have we learned? Mm. But what has humanity learned? How have we changed and how has the world changed? Yeah. And we're going to try and do that in 27 minutes. That sounds like a task for us. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're probably going to do over the next kind of couple of months is bring some people in, some local humans... Uh, so there can just some of them will be experts in their fields. Some of people will be what people fields, of, Alan? Uh, salt skill field. Yeah. For you who don't know salt skill field, it's a local area which is a massive playing field. Wow. Uh, and so, so there's people that are experts within that that area of grass. They yes, know the yeah, grass well. Certain types of grass. And oh wow. And that that playing field is a certain uh, species. So you can ask them questions about each piece of grass. And they'll give you a full synopsis yeah. of the grass yeah. and all surroundings. Mm. That sounds incredible. So, yeah, we'll have one of those people, but we'll also have people that maybe know a little bit more about mental health. Mental health, human performance, mm. uh, fitness, health, well-being, consciousness, whatever, w- within the field of the mind, I suppose. Yeah, I think if we, because we do, we call it the, the Mind Food Podcast, because I think the mind covers a lot of stuff, doesn't it? Mind food kind yeah. of covers and things that we can digest. What we should mentally. do for one of them is what is the mind? Because that's another. I mean, what is it? Is it a physical mm. thing? Is it an energetic? Just thing? a concept. Is it, is it a social construct? Did is you ever stop to think that the brain named itself? Yeah, you know it what did, I mean? didn't it? Yeah, but who who named the leg then? Jeff Leg. Well, a while ago, about twenty years yeah. ago, I think it was it as recent as that. For that, it was you couldn't say it. It was just you just. I've hurt me. Yeah, that's all it was. And this this guy was like, "This is daft. It's ridiculous." Yeah, We've imagine been... loads of people in like going into A and E and describing how they've hurt this. You couldn't thing, have any surgery because it, attached to the hip. Just couldn't get it. You couldn't describe what you did. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing over the next kind of couple of months is bringing people in and having some 
Yes, some of our podcasts have been a little bit silly at times, but we'll be having some serious conversations, won't we? Yeah. And we'll humour into it. Yes. Merging humour into the seriousness of conscious conversations. Just like a stand-up comedian would see the silliness in every serious situation. Yeah. There's always that lighter side, isn't it, to kind of mental health. So we'll be talking to people that might have had mental health issues, that are kind of going through stuff themselves, but I guess it's about flipping it a little bit, so not just going down the mainstream way of kind of trying to understand it as an illness or a problem oh, yeah. or Doesn't kind that, of negative. Isn't it boring? Yeah. Well, no, that's serious. helpful, isn't it's it? Like, no, because it's like, if you look at like, we work in the field of mental health uh, and... Everything is illness-driven. It's an mm. illness narrative, and everything has to be diagnosed, fitted in a box. And do us humans fit in boxes all the time? Do we need to fit our minds, which we don't even know what they are, mm-hmm. into a physical box? Yeah. And and to, to it's always that kind of fix-it mentality, isn't it? To kind of people need to to kind of go from a state of kind of illness and and kind of disruption to a state of order. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just seeing it as the negative straight away, aren't yeah, you? Rather totally. Got more what are the positives here and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of strengths. And if you see something, if you see kind of, you know, your, your mental health completely negatively, it's not a great place to start, is it? No, because then you're just, you're seeing it as a, yeah, that was, I read a good thing a while back and I think I told you, Rich, about. So, yeah, there was this photojournalist and he his, his research didn't start with, uh, diagnosis of mental health problems he was just going around the world understanding people's life experiences mm-hmm. and he stumbled upon voice hearing experiences and what happened was he was intrigued by how certain cultures and societies fitted voice hearing into this weird negative box so he decided to go across the world mm-hmm. and understand from different cultural perspectives of <coughs> what voice hearing is and how people perceive voice hearing experiences. So he started off in, I think it was like South America, so in like indigenous tribes and then in kind of big inner city areas. And so in more less developed areas, Mm. they saw voice hearing as a gift so you were gifted with this. So if children said to their elders, you know, I'm hearing this voice, it would, oh, you've got the gift of a voice hearing or whatever the, the, the narrative was. And then there would be assigned like an elder mentor or a guide mm. to guide them through this mm. gift that they had. And when he went to more developed countries, what you found was that, particularly in the West, his children were hearing voices oh, this is an illness. So they would go to a doctor and the doctor would then say, you've got an illness, you need yeah, to take some, treatment. some antipsychotics or some tablets because this is something wrong with you. And then the mm. child goes, ah. Uh, and one, the one that he studied the most was in Nepal. And he, he had an interview with a Buddhist monk and it was the oracle to the Dalai Lama. Mm. And... The oracle is higher than the Dalai Lama in Buddhist traditions, apparently. Mm. So he's the one that is the the conduit to the spiritual realm that kind of guides the, the Dalai mm. Lama in the physical realm. Okay. 
So he was told that he he experienced voices when he was a child, but then suddenly he said, oh, you've got the gift of the oracle. Uh, and then they assigned him a mentor, mm-hmm. a, a monk, mm-hmm. uh, who guided him through these experiences, these natural human experiences. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he was the oracle of the Dalai Lama. If that child was brought up in New York <laughs> yeah. or any, London yeah. or any Western yeah. country, then would he have been the, the you know would he have been who he is today? It isn't it. It is that kind of the society that you live in, the bubble, kind of frames your experience, doesn't it? So wherever you grow up in, however that society sees that experience, mm-hmm. is how you're gonna see it. So if they see it as an illness, you're gonna grow up thinking this is bad. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. To sign that something's wrong. And that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that actually kind of have. There's a, a lot of research around voicing where pe- a lot of people, when they do a lot of kind of understanding the voices psychologically and the meaning behind them, when they describe first hearing voices, the protective and the positive. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy I went to a talk a couple of years ago now at, at um, where was it? Was it York University? And it was just a day, just kind of different pe- different speakers talking about different aspects of voice hearing. And there was a side, just German guy, a scientist, and he did a lot of research into kind of the 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 fact that every single negative voice experience, he turned around and said, actually, they all have positive purpose. So he said, if you, for example, hear a voice that says, kill yourself, you can, through therapy, kind of try and understand why would the voice want you to kill yourself? Well, is it because it would end the pain? Mm-hmm. So it's a positive thing. Yeah. It's a finding a solution to help you out. It's not there to want to cause you harm. It's there mm. to try and aid you, but it's doing it in a way that we can see isn't the best way. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually got a positive, kind of protective mm. purpose. So it's, it's almost like the voice is saying, kill yourself, but not your physical self. Kill the previous self to you for you to be reborn into a, a higher state of consciousness. Pretty much that, yeah. <laughs> that was class, that wasn't it? Boom. It was like Russell Brand, that wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's going to be the flavour of the podcast, isn't it? So it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's almost growth, isn't it? Kind of positive, mm. the positive element of the mind and how we perceive negative experiences as a downfall in our existence. Mm. So yeah, I, I suppose Western society kind of sees negative experiences is something which is wrong with you Mm. there's an interesting uh japanese concept called satori and kensho moments so satori moments are the moments in life which you grow from from pain and suffering Mm. and the satori moments kensho moments sorry are the moments in life from insight so you grow for you either grow in two ways you grow through pain or suffering or insight moments. So when you grow from, say if you do a, a hundred marathons in a hundred days, that's going to be extremely painful. Everyone reports who've probably done them type of things as changes them in some way. Because mm-hmm. it's through pain and suffering that they grow from, they mm-hmm. find a different element to themselves. But you can also have that through insight. So you don't have to go through the pain and suffering to, to grow as a mm-hmm. person. Uh, yet our society chooses the whole pain and suffering route when life shouldn't be sometimes that hard. We can develop an insightful way of living. And it's the inevitability of suffering, isn't it? It will happen. You will go through it. Mm. 
but it's not never seen as an opportunity. It's seen yeah. as a thing to avoid Just, yeah. and to try and push away, and yeah. put into a little box, and never think about and it. Life again. should be comfortable all the time. And yeah, the, the wisest kind of well-rounded people that have gone through a lot of stuff. Mm. You read any autobiography of any famous person that's kind of inspired the world or done something positive, it isn't a boring read of nothingness, is it? There's like loads of yeah. people have gone through crap. Mm. That's what made them the person they are. You look at any famous person like that. Um, maybe it's not people that are on these kind of reality TV shows so much, but... But you never know. You know Nelson Mandela... People like that that have you know they've gone through stuff and they've learned from that and inspired mm. others, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but you could go down. You don't have to think of the big, big characters of like humanity. You know, you you draw blogs down the end of the road who's gone through some really bad shit. Is then could have inspired someone else on a on a local level. There's not be a like, global but level. The butterfly effect, isn't it? As in that small person who brought his child up. And struggled all the way through his life, and didn't really what society would say is maybe do much with his life. That that next person who we brought up was Nelson Mandela. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's that it's that effect, isn't it? That's them small things then create. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bigger thing. And I'd say sometimes you need to go through stuff and go right. I didn't like that, or people might do things against you that you kind of suffered from. But that then you learn how to be around others, how to treat other people, knowing what is negative, and what would affect you, mm. you know, kind of not to do that to other people. Yeah, so yeah. it's that learning of how we should treat others. Sometimes that's come through suffering and pain. Um, you know, all that old stuff. Look, look at, I mean, I don't believe in kind of lots of the Bible says, but the story of Jesus is about suffering, isn't it? The guy was tortured. Mm. He was put through the mill, wasn't he? But it's there to say that he needed to go through that for positive reasons. Yeah, exactly. It would probably be boring if he just chilled out in a desert. Yeah, and dishing out fish and chips to everyone. Yeah. Wouldn't just, be a good read, really, would it? No, it's when Nando's every Friday with his mates and, and just lived out a very stale existence. You have to go. And you look at any, you look at pop culture, you look at, um, you look at any film where there's a hero... There's a, and I, kind of, I don't know what it exactly is, but there's, a, there's the circle of the hero, isn't there? So there's that kind of way he starts off, he's yeah. kind of naive and yeah. he meets adversity. And then he needs an apprentice, he's the apprentice, isn't he? Mm. So it's, he's the, and always needs a teacher to, he then replaces the master and then. But there's always that journey of the hero is, is through yeah. adversity, and then mm. he'll eventually might have a setback, then he'll overcome another adversity, and then they're kind of at the end of it, they've succeeded, and that's yeah. the. Every there's a there is a certain model, isn't it? That um, all films, filmmakers, are Greek, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from ancient Greek yeah. mythology, isn't it? Um, like Star Wars as well. Yeah. even romantic comedies are based on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people you know, need to come to some kind of mischief. Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't watch it if it, if that didn't wouldn't inspire us, would it? No. We wouldn't feel for that person and go oh, wow. Rocky. Yeah, classics. Everyone loves Rocky, and you think it's just the underdog situations that we want to see someone. Grow from suffering. The only one I would say is a bit controversial. It would be something like Jaws, if you felt that Jaws was the star of the show, because because yeah, he um he dies in the end, so he doesn't he doesn't really win. No, he's not a hero, is he? He's not a villain because 
like villains have to be conscious of the villain-esque, don't they? Where he's yeah. just a shark. He's not completely sentient and, and self-aware. No. So So I think it was that that film was just animal cruelty. It, from beginning to end. Yeah. Because what I think was the point even when he was eating the swimmers at the beginning. Um, just food for him. He was just doing his job, wasn't he? He was just hungry and he was eating, and, he, and it was portrayed in a horrific way, in like a horror film way. Yeah. And he, he wasn't a horror film. He was just imagine, a shark doing a shark's job. Exactly. And imagine changing the music. Doing like a, like, a, like a lovely kind of romantic, because it was a dark night, so he might yeah. have been having like something to eat with his wife shark, yeah. and he's like, oh, it's a snack up here. Let's eat this Let's together. Let's go and get that. Like we pick, I suppose, what if like a tree and it's apples, where we pick an apple off mm. the tree and bite it and, and say it to our loved one, oh, look, I'm biting an apple. Look at me. We've just picked a baby, a baby off a off a tree. Yeah, well, it's the sex organ of a tree, isn't it? You just ripped the sex organs. I've just ripped the bot, the testicles mm. of a tree, and put them in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Jaws. Jaws is just horrendous. I'm gonna make a complaint. So I'm off. Come is it 20th Century Fox? Just go the whole way to the government's shocking and ask them Absolutely to stop draws ever being produced again. <laughs> Stupid film. Anyway, so, so I, I read a uh, thing a while back. Uh, it's off subject, but not off subject. And it's about consciousness. So how films, mm-hmm. films and books, are from people's imaginations. Mm-hmm. But where do imaginations come from? Mm-hmm. So the theory is imaginations come from consciousness, higher intelligence, the energy around us mm-hmm. that is fed into our subconscious minds as an imagination, but it's a message from not the future, not the past, but from consciousness as in self. So it, the theory is films mm-hmm. and books is consciousness in form in itself. So when we... Look at all the movies that are are out now mm-hmm. and books that are out on disasters and where human humanity's going. I was see listening to something quite quite weirdly kind of similar um, on the radio, and there's a there was a scientist. It was a couple days on like local radio, and there's a scientist talking about songs, and he studied for the BBC. I think he was studying for. He studied. Um, the beat of a song and there's a I can't know what it's called but there's a way of measuring the happiness of a song and it's something to do with beats per minute uh, like your heart rate mm-hmm. and the melody as well and they can kind of quantify it and he, he looked at like over the, like the last kind of 15 years of kind of what what the average kind of beat per minute and, and happiness grading of, of, of songs and you can know that when bad things happen so kind of when the Twin Towers went down the financial collapse in 2008 the, the increase in beats per minute and happiness of songs in that year and, and the years preceding was higher. Right. And then it took a lot as things kind of got easier. And then just recently with the, the virus, yeah, it's yeah. gone back up again. So it's almost that like when we're in stressful situations as a society, we've then kind of sought out to produce Something, happy music. Yeah. yeah. So music now is slightly happier than beat, whereas... You know, we're not listening mm. to Adele anymore, are we? And like that's <laughs> just kind of a few years ago because yeah. now we don't need her. We need kind of happy, yeah, happy not, music. We, I, I suppose depressing music is is a time when 
humans feel safe yeah. to, to go into To be that low zone. and yeah. depressed. It's okay to feel this way because I'm all right. Yeah, the world's Where safe. It's not at the moment. We need to feel upbeat, don't mm-hmm. we? It's like a particular mechanism. So maybe there is something in there. Yeah, of course there is. There's a, there's a uh, astro, not astrophysicist, a quantum physicist guy called Nasa Harriman. Don't know if mm. you've heard of him. No. And he has like this diagram where say if we're in the middle as a ball, so imagine it as a ball and then like an infinity loop. So we would see that as the, the front of it, the front loop being future, the back bit being the past, so two loops and then we're in the middle as in the present. Mm. Uh, and what he says is that's just consciousness. Mm. So there's no future, there's no past, there's just present. And we're in the middle, but it's almost like we're traveling forward, but consciousness is feeding back. So if anyone wants to look it up, just Google NASA Harriman uh, is his name. Uh, and he's got loads of YouTube videos. Kind of, It's almost like the channel on YouTube called Mind Valley Talks. Mm. And he, he does that talk and then it's just basically consciousness informing itself of itself. Well, it's time, isn't it? We see time as a linear thing. So we look at, yeah, the, the dinosaurs are in the past over there. And then people in, you know, kind of... Hover, on hoverboards and stuff like that in the future over there it's this linear yeah aspect of time isn't it we can only imagine that in our heads when time doesn't mm-hmm. really work that way it's kind of alt yeah quantum isn't it and and how we how we think in our consciousness yeah, yeah. affects time isn't it in space and yeah it's strange very bizarre very mm-hmm. bizarre it's, we just don't understand it yet i don't think we know anything we don't really, do and we? do we will we ever there's, you know, there's the idea that we'll never, because the horizon will always be there, yeah, and we'll go towards it, and then it just keeps a dipping away from us. It's, it's almost, isn't it, like when we look, because we do look down on other species, so we look down on a dog because it's our pet. Oh, you're dead clever, you. And, you know, just give me a paw. Oh, look how clever it is, and we almost like patronize it in a way. Can you imagine right now we're having this what we would think is a very intellectual conversation right. and there's a higher intelligence going on above us. So if God's just in this other realm, but you can see me and you, mm. he'd be laughing his tits off us. What are you talking about? What they're going on about? It's the thing they know what they're talking about, but they're just yeah. they're speaking gibberish. It's like a clue. If we watch two babies, like two kind of two-year-olds talking to each other. You go, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's oh, it's what just, just gargling to yeah. each other. That's what we're doing, basically, <laughs> to some higher sentient being. But it's like, yeah, it would be annoying. I think if aliens did come down, they'd probably just get annoyed. Because we've, like, it's like someone going to a house of a person that's just totally left it, like, in an absolute state and doesn't really know how to look after themselves or the house. They'd come and they'd be like, what are you doing? You're not even clever enough to like look after this planet. You think that you've got these little rockets that land on the moon once every thirty years, and like you're some <laughs> kind of clever species. Yeah. Uh, but we'll still we'll still talk gibberish until we're told otherwise. And who's going to tell us? The sentient kind of alpha being. Yeah, but even if he does say it was, we wouldn't we'll understand just... it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, mate? And you wouldn't, you wouldn't anyway, because it's just fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's almost like this is probably our version of of playing a musical instrument, riffing, riffing, 
through the vocal cords, mm. through mind riffing. Mind, yeah, mind riff. We, we should, should do an yeah, we should do an episode on mind riffing and just literally just go off subject constantly, which we probably do all the time anyway. We just drift from subject <coughs> to subject, but we're almost like two grown men with ADHD who can't really focus on one conversation. Mm. Oh, we just allow the conversation to naturally go the way it wants to go. Yeah. It's like a river that just has tributaries and we'll just... just and we'll, yeah, we'll go down. We're almost, we're almost we'll like two, two wise rafts floating down a stream and we allow the stream to take us where it needs to take us. Knowing that it will come to a natural conclusion at some point. Yeah. We will meet the sea and the sea is the vast sea of knowledge. <laughs> Which we'll probably never get to. Yeah, I think whoever's listening to this, like, if... Just turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) We must be doing your head in. I think if you are listening to this, then you must be like-minded people Mm. because most of this conversation has been... Yeah, it's been... There's bits to it which are informing, Mm. but most of it is... It's just a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, but that's not a bad thing to just kind of, and it, it, it's made sense. We wandered off to things that kind of make yeah, sense. We're, yeah, we brought it back, haven't we? It's almost like we are on that stream and then rafts and we're allowing consciousness of the stream to take us where it needs to take us mm. to find that sea of knowledge. We've just picked a few daisies off the bank. Exactly. <laughs> we thought, oh, look over there, isn't that beautiful? Come on, Richard, let's go and pick them daisies. Let's oh, make they a daisy smell chain. nice. Yeah, that's probably is. So the deviations of the subjects is the daisy chain building. You need that. You do? I think if we just talk about um, just the subject of, I don't know, whatever we're going to talk about in terms of mental health and mind, and didn't have those little deviations, it would just be quite a boring, sensible, safe conversation. And the mind, but it can only concentrate for so long. You give it 10 minutes, you can concentrate on the subject quite yeah. easily. After that, you you'll bored. wander. So we're just kind of replicating the concentration span of our listeners. And, and that. Yeah. Yeah. But is it, thinking of that, you, you look at concentration, don't you? And, and particularly like meditation and highly focused tasks mm. and how the brain needs to be focused doing them things. But you think... Is the brain's natural state to wonder? Mm. Because we tend to do that more than we focus. Mm. The mind wanders off into imagination, Mm. in the past, the future, wherever it wants to go. You think, is that the natural state of a human? You look at children. We rein that in, don't we? The kids are very good at just... I mean, I've got a two-year-old and she'll just go physically and mentally. She'll be in one thing and talking to you then she's off bored next thing mm. and she'll wander and just create and stuff like that and we're taught to as adults to focus in on a task and do that for eight hours yeah. a day and then go home and it's impossible can't do it with all our creativity is just stifled out mm. of you and it's about task oriented get this done get that done yeah. and we just we can't we kind of you can't do it it's natural to wander it's like the mind's a little puppy isn't it it will just go and sniff everywhere and explore and People kind of don't like that and they want to rein it in, but... I wonder what would happen if... Is it Lord of the Flies? Mm, well, the kids if, on the island. Yeah, you can never do it, because you've got an ethical experiment to kind of, you know, rear 
Correct loads me if I'm babies. wrong. I think it actually happened in real life. Might want to Google that. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I don't think it's based on. I think it might either it's based on a real event or after it something similar uh-huh. happened. Where there were some young people stranded uh-huh. on an island. But go on. Yeah, um, you'd think like if that were possible, what would human? What would human society look like now if we allowed that to happen? Allowed the rest of us to die out, mm. and then would then born into this new. Because creativity is not a bad thing. If you think about, like, mm-hmm. I can see where you think, right, you know, you've got to survive. So you've got to be kind of, you know, task oriented. Get this done. Get that done. Collect your food. See to your kind of your, your needs and stuff. But without being creative, you would die off quite quickly because you need to think of solving problems mm-hmm. in a creative way. So you need mm-hmm. to let your mind wander to solve a problem. Yeah. The biggest problems in the world would be because someone's just mused, yeah. probably on the toilet mm. or something, and they've gone, oh, mm. my brain's gone there, and i found this invention. Yeah, we don't. I was reading something a while back on, on uh, brainwave states and how, so you're active, you're active more that we tend to be in most is like beta brainwave, which is just a high, high frequency, up and down, up and down, up and down. And we tend not to, we problem solve well in that state, but not as well as, when you get into low frequency states, mm. so the the dream state mm. uh, is a very low frequency, and when you're meditating or feeling really relaxed or in the shower, mm. your brainwave states kind of slow down a little bit, and this is why people have ha ha moments and and these moments where Eureka. moments of clarity, yeah, where mm. these ideas just pop into your head mm. because we've slowed everything down, allowed the mind to wonder where it needs to, mm. to find the problem, mm. that, to find the solution to what that problem was in our heads. Yeah. Years and years ago, and he was like, a, it's like a Japanese scientist, and he would go into a bat like a swimming bath. And his own pool. In fact, I think he had his own pool, and he used to go into it, hold his breath, and go under the water, and then he would come up with his inventions and stuff mm-hmm. when he was holding his breath. Because yeah. he was just totally in that moment, and his brain just was able to wander. Well, Thomas Edison done that, didn't he? I was, I was telling me dad earlier about it, as in the way he got a lot of his ideas, is he, he knew that in, in Dream World, that's where a lot of his ideas came from. Mm-hmm. So he held a metal ball in his hand. And when he went off to sleep in his chair, mm. the ball would drop out of his hand on the floor, make a noise, mm. it would wake him up, and he's still in that dream state, and ideas would flood in, and then he would jot them all down. It's like Inception, isn't it? Yeah. Fascinating. Inception, little fun fact as well, is that at the end of the film, where he spins the little Torton, and it falls... Or does it fall, and you don't know whether he's still in yeah, a dream state yeah. or if he's in the reality? Yeah. Apparently, he's in reality because in the in the real world, he his wife died and he and he took his ring off, and he, his ring's not on. Ah, oh, so never that's how know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, clever. Interesting. So there you go. That's a little fun film mm. fact. Um, better film than Jaws. By far, because uh, there's no sharks in it. No, that's and the fun fact. That was just an animal cruelty. That was almost like a snuff film. I mean, you could call Inception a dream cruelty because you're invading someone's dream, and that's True. naughty. It is, isn't it? Dream. You should have like dream laws, dream human dream law, dream rape, isn't it? Mm. That's against human right, I think. I think it I don't is. want people going into my dream, dream raping me. <laughs> I think I should. I think we should maybe decree a law against that now. Yeah. Should we uh, take it to the human rights? 
legislation. I think we've got a good case. We'll take a lot of folders with us. It looks like we've been doing some work on it. But it's just dry. wear suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just loads of copies of Inception. And then, and then we drop all the papers on the floor and it's just like, like you know, drawings of, of puppies. And yeah. <laughs> Nothing that makes sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, I think that's a good half an hour. Yeah, I think we're going to go. Should we go now? Because, like, I think our... Our listeners have probably got to listening. Work. They've got to work. So well done, everyone, getting safely. If you have got to work, if you're on a run, then you probably, if you're relatively fit, you're probably doing a five k. Yeah. Probably gonna. If you finish now, well done. That's a decent time. Twenty five, twenty six minutes. Mm. So that's an all right time for it's a five k. Decent that. Yeah. If you're still doing it, then you need to hard, work harder. Mm. Uh, and future podcasts, we might do like a. 20 minute one see if you can finish it in time and halfway through the podcast we'll go come on push it get that pace up yeah and then we've got there's a little market there we could be yeah, we could, yeah it could be an exercise podcast yeah like you listen to it but you have to you have to finish you have to finish your journey to work maybe not though because people could crash couldn't they that's right yeah so if they're speeding then we could be sued but they have to live 30 minutes away from work so everybody that listens to the podcast if you don't you have to move unfortunately yeah oh, 30 minutes away from work so work out your diameter and that's where mm. you need to live because um, it wouldn't fit like it's pointless listening to the, to the podcast yeah because you'd have to stop it and then you, you'd go to work for 8 hours and then finish the podcast on the way home you'd just be thinking what are they going to talk about at the end yeah you'd and you wouldn't be able to concentrate on work would you, you? Would just you crack up you just need you just need to know you'd leave work go and listen to the podcast and your manager would be asking questions <laughs> and probably get fired <laughs> lose your job and we can't have that no our heads. i would I, I couldn't live with myself and i wouldn't sleep asleep. no so yeah if you're on a run well done uh get yourself into work get yourself a cup of tea if you're listening to one a night, then I really don't know what to say, really, because we're only, you know, quoting for... Well done for listening to a podcast rather than watching a blue screen and restricting your melatonin. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you just laid on your bed, do your headphones on. Our nice, calming voices is now going to send you to, to sleep. Uh, and there you are. Thank you very much. We love every one of you that listen. Um... And I know we've got people that listen in Peru, so I don't know what I don't know any Peruvian. I think it's Spanish, so hasta la vista. Por favor, por favor. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Uh, just one quick hello. If there is a Barbara listening, hello Barbara. Take care, Barbara. <laughs>